Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Get up to 30% off well-crafted and personalized gifts from participating shops until May 12th. This year, embrace your creative side. You know, the side your mom gave you? And shop Etsy for custom jewelry, style pieces, home decor, and extra special items she'll adore. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. Welcome to CBS Audio's Eye on Veterans. I'm your host, Phil Briggs. I'm a Navy veteran, and every week I get a chance to look at the issues of the day through the eyes of my fellow military vets. This is the news and stories about the veteran lifestyle. This is Eye on Veterans. Welcome to the Memorial Day episode of Eye on Veterans. A very special episode, and like many veterans, I think of a very special friend this weekend. My beer-drinking, hell-raising buddy, Ronnie Wildrick, who gave it all in Helmand Province, Afghanistan. You can hear my tribute to Memorial Day and personal tribute to Ronnie and all the men and women that we remember this weekend by looking through the Ion Veterans podcasts at ConnectingVets.com. Now let's look to Memorial Day 21. We'll talk about the annual tradition of the National Memorial Day concert airing Sunday, May 30th on PBS. This year, we'll honor the more than 265,000 women who served during the Vietnam War era and pay special tribute to the sacrifice and heroism of the nurses who served in Vietnam. There they saved thousands of lives, and witnessed the true essence of Memorial Day as they served, rendered aid, and often saw our servicemen and women dying right before their eyes. We'll hear some incredible stories about the true costs of war from Army Nurse Corps veteran Diane Carlson Evans, who went on to become the founder of the Women's Vietnam War Memorial in Washington, D.C. We'll also hear from the National Tribute's long-running co-host, Actor and veteran supporter Gary Sinise. Morning, sir. Oh, get your hands down. Do not salute. There are goddamn snipers all around this area who love to grease an officer. I'm Lieutenant Dan Taylor. Welcome to Fort Platoon. And we'll also share a unique connection to 9 11 with an actor who has a surprising connection to our first responders. Of course, man. Because you've always been there for me. Like when I was in rehab. And uh, like the time I couldn't find my car. Steve Buscemi. But we'll start this week's show with Joe Shinelli, executive director of the Veterans Service Organization AMVETS, who will share how the memories of those we've lost will be honored with the massive motorcycle demonstration known as Rolling to Remember. Joe Shinelli, how are you, man? 
Never better, Phil. How are you? Really good. Really good. Yeah, God, it's been over a year since I've seen your smiling face, and you used to be on CBS Eye on Veterans at least once a week with the former host uh, and also Navy journalist uh, Eric Dame. And uh, I miss you, man. How have you been over the last year? It's been a long year, but uh, it also kind of seems like a lost year. But uh, we've, we've been productive, and that's what matters. All right, well, there's one thing that cannot be muted, and it is a tradition every year in Washington, D.C. It is to honor those missing in action, those killed in action, and those that we'll never forget. It is the ride to remember, rolling to remember. I used to know it as rolling thunder, but let me just tell you why I like this, Joe, is because there's nothing cooler than watching uh, you know, several hundred Harleys roll through Frederick County down 15 South headed towards D.C., and the noise would just be you know, loud and deafening. And I'm a guy that's been to Laconia, so I can truly appreciate this ride. Tell me a little bit about how it's changed up this year. Yeah, so traditionally, as you said, Rolling Thunder had hosted a this massive demonstration ride um, at, and the staging area had been the Pentagon parking lots. Uh, this year, we're going to be staging at RFK Stadium's parking lot, former NFL, former Major League Baseball stadium. So, you know, a big place, and we have all the parking lots out there. And the route is going to be longer because the route goes, the traditional loop, as they call it, goes around the National Mall, past all the war memorials, past the White House, past Capitol Hill. Uh, We're still going to be able to do that, but we're going to have to shut down some pretty, uh, about nine miles of major thoroughfares in Washington, D.C. on Sunday to be able to get that done. But in the end, the mission is the same, and that's what this is all about. Let's first start with the ride itself. Traditionally, this was staged at the Pentagon, which, as the crow flies, is right across the river from Washington, D.C. So it made it a really easy route for you guys to stage there and then just cross the bridge and get downtown to the mall area where all the monuments are. Um, But what the hell? How come we couldn't stage at the Pentagon this year? Uh, It's it's a good question. Um, In the end, they told us it was because of COVID and that they didn't think we'd be able to maintain a safe environment uh, in the parking lots. the catch to all that, though, is that they never gave us the opportunity to explain how we felt we could do so safely. Um, this is usually a, about a year-long process. Uh, we actually applied back in May of 2020. Of course, we were in the height of the pandemic. We knew things wouldn't be the same. And we also knew uh, communication would be more important than ever to be able to get this done. Uh, so when we put it in the application, we said we'd lo- love to be able to have a meeting early on. We'd love to be able to hear what your expectations are, what type of restrictions you, you need us to operate under, um, that we're more than willing to, to do whatever it takes to meet your expectations and to follow those restrictions. Um, but they would not communicate with us. And so in January, you know, after the vaccine started rolling out and um, projections into the summer looked a lot better, um, we reached back to them again. So, okay, can we start these meetings now? And it was radio silence coming back. And that continued to be the way. And so we started planning alternative locations, RFK and FedEx Field, where the Washington football team plays now. Uh, we started you know, entering conversations with them, visiting those lots, figuring out how we could make it work, especially the, the long uh, travel time between those stadiums and the traditional loop. Um, and then suddenly in March, out of nowhere, I get an email from the Pentagon uh, from their um, special events team saying your permit's been approved. You guys can be here in May. And at first, I was like, "Well, we didn't even have a meeting, let alone uh, have you know discuss what a 
you know, protocol is going to be necessary. So I called that office that day and they said, yep, your permits approved. We'll have a meeting in a couple of weeks and, uh, you know, have a great event. It did seem to be too good to be true. And it turned out it was, uh, eight days later, we get an email from the boss over there and phone calls saying, up, oh, sorry, it was a mistake. We didn't mean to send that to you. We'll let you know, make a decision. And so, uh, with the rare opportunity to ha have the boss on the phone, I'm not talking about the secretary of defense here. I'm talking about the building manager of the Pentagon. I said, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. We'd love to be able to have a conversation with the decision makers. We have a COVID safety plan that we've put together. A team of professionals have put together who have experience and have been doing some things, especially on the production side in COVID. And we, th we think we can do this. We'd love to you know, hear what you guys think. And we want you, we need you, we beg you to look at this and talk with us before you make a decision. Um, and he just replied, we'll let you know when we make a decision and, uh, you know, shut off the opportunity to have that meeting or meetings. And so, um, a couple weeks later, they, they called me on a Friday afternoon and said, uh, we've denied the request. Um, we'll work with you next year. Or if you want to do something Labor Day, maybe we can do that. Of course, Labor Day and Memorial Day are not the same thing. I you know often uh, by some they get lumped into the same. It was disappointing the Pentagon would think of it in that way. But um, So we had to go back to the alternative sites. But that eight days that we thought we had the permit, we cut off the conversations with RFK and FedEx. We did so cordially, of course, but still that was eight days of really important time that we lost. Mm. Can I ask, and this was going to be a separate question, but maybe now I think it's behind the DOD's reasoning. Do you suspect that the DOD maybe has some apprehension about having motorcycle enthusiasts gathered at the Pentagon given what occurred on January 6th? And let me just really quick tighten this up because I don't want to be insulting when I ask this. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I've been in the motorcycle culture. I mean, I've been around it. I've been to Laconia in, in uh, New Hampshire. I've been to the you know, biggest rally in the country, Sturgis. And there are those elements of the motorcycle culture that, you know, some call bikers, biker clubs. And, uh, you know, that's never been a concern with Rolling to Remember. That's never been a concern with Rolling Thunder. Whether or not bikers were also Vietnam veterans at one point never made a difference. They came to D.C. to honor their fallen brethren. But January 6th did kind of shed a light onto a small subsect of, uh, of the veteran community, which was angry. And we saw that with the three percenters. We saw that with some of the Oath Keepers. We saw that with some of the Patriot militias that called themselves Patriots and, uh, you know, showed up in D.C. And some of them had bad intentions and some of them even further had bad actions. Do you think any of that was rolled into their decision? Like they didn't want to create a gathering place where, you know, mayhem and hell could go down? Obviously, you're asking me to speculate, and uh, it's a fair question, of course, and something we've thought about a lot. I will say it was never verbalized to us. No one uh, from the Pentagon or the administration, because we had conversations with the administration and with Congress about this, and nobody ever said that to us. Um, but, you know, it's certainly something on everybody's minds. I, I get that, especially in Washington. Um, you know, I'd be very disappointed if, if they felt that could be something uh, you know, I understand that the reasoning you just laid out, I'm not, you know, arguing against that, but the Pentagon should know as well as anyone, the real purpose of this ride, you know, what this demonstration is really all about. That's, you know, it's a solemn 
I mean, it's allowed, but it's, it's, you know, very serious tone and it's not a raging against the government type of um, demonstration whatsoever. Um, and then on the flip side, they should understand, you know, that the consequences of making a decision like that could actually make people angry at the government. Uh, we've worked really hard in our messaging and with the leadership, you know, throughout the country of all the different groups that come together to make sure that's not something that, uh, you know, gather steam there. Um, they can be disappointed. They can be angry, but we're going to put that aside. Uh, I've been very clear on that. We don't have time to be angry. You know, we have a, a huge event we've got to put together here and we've got to make sure that this is impactful in the right way and not distracted by partisan politics or certainly anything uh, resembling January 6th. Um, and, you know, the other thing though, so Courses to demonstrate is something that's guaranteed by the, uh, you know, the Constitution, the First Amendment, and they know we're going to demonstrate anyways. They knew that then, um, and so when our we went to RFK at first, they said we can't do it because of COVID and the restrictions. Unless the mayor gives us a waiver, um, so then the city said, well, you can stage in the streets. We were going to cover eighty percent of downtown DC streets, and the starting point would have been right in front of the Capitol building. So, you know, if someone's concerned by that, I'd be a lot more concerned about having a stage in front of the Capitol rather than passing it by it in the middle of the loop. Um, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I don't know if common sense won out in some of these um, decisions that had been made and pushed on us. But in no way are you concerned at this point with any of these smaller factions or smaller groups being disruptive or overly angry? It's not a concern. And, um, you know, it's something we've thought about and something we've, again, worked with a lot of the leadership of the different groups. And I'll tell you, if someone was to try to embed into the larger group, you know, a smaller faction that wanted to come in and try to make trouble and see if the others would follow, I think they would find themselves on the wrong end of uh, a motorcycle boot pretty quick. You know, the, those who are coming out there, by and large, they're not going to tolerate something like that. It's not going to happen. Amen. And Joe, I absolutely love the way you said that. That is awesome. Uh, let's talk about it, man. The real, the real reason behind this, um, as you said, uh, solemn and serious, but it is one heck of a hell yeah and one heck of an amen uh, for our brothers and sisters that cannot be with us. Simply stated on your website, continued advocacy for our missing in action and the veteran suicide crisis. Talk to me about what's going on with Rolling to Remember and, you know, really how you're going to affect these causes. Sure. So we're, we're calling on our, you know, Congress to not just continue, but to increase the funding for um, the Department of Defense's isn't that funny? We're, we're advocating for more money for the Department of Defense uh, <laughs> to be able to find, locate, and identify the remains of our missing in action. Uh, some of those are pretty complicated uh, operations. You know, some of those people are stuck in submarines at the bottom of the ocean, but many of them are still in in the jungles and the fields in Southeast Asia. Um, you know, the science of being able to identify them is very complex. Uh, I know you've, you've covered it on the show before, you know, what the amazing work that happens out at the labs in Hawaii where they're able to take DNA from somebody who's maybe two generations or three generations even younger and being able to identify the DNA found uh, on very small, you know, remains. Um, the time is running out on that, though. Uh, with the erosion, with the simple 
you know, unfortunately, the you know, breaking down of, of uh, human DNA in, in human remains, things like that. Um, you know, we're, we're close to not being able to continue to do that with our Vietnam missing in action and uh, with prisoners of war who are still unaccounted for, things like that. So, you know, the time is still very much pressing and it's uh, getting more and more important that they uh, increase those operations. They identified about 120 missing in action last year. That's a great number, but at the same time, it's not really putting a dent in the 80,000 who we're missing. Mm. Of course, suicide prevention, we want everybody, everyone out there to know they're not alone and that there's going to be 100,000 people coming together in one day with that message that you're not alone, that they care and that there is help out there. And uh, we're going to be able to use this platform, hopefully to be able to raise awareness of what resources are out there and know that there is help available. Such a great cause. And it is truly awe inspiring to see that many bikes, you know, uh, you, you said a hundred thousand people gather for this. Um, I, I don't know how many motorcycles that is, but it is, it is so impressive. You feel the reverberation so, you know, right in your chest. So Phil, it's a hundred thousand motorcycles. So we're probably talking close to a hundred thousand, 150,000 people. Oh. About half those motorcycles will be occupied twice, you know, with two people on them. So oh, it's man. a significant number of people and they, in every state will be represented. If it hadn't been for COVID, we'd have several other countries um, represented as well. And we, we expect to next year as have been in years past. Man, absolutely awesome. Doing it for all the right reasons for our fallen brothers, for those that are MIA, those that were POW. Of course, suicide awareness is something that we need to constantly have a focus on because even the previous generations, uh, you know, before Iraq and Afghanistan, uh, you know, some of them have been dealing with it in the dark for so long. So I'm glad you're shining a light on that. Uh, in, in our final minute here, share with me one really touching memory that you have from this. I know this rolls right by the Vietnam War Memorial, and that is that is emotionally heavy for so many share with me something really touching that you experienced. Sure. Well, there's gold star families and we put them right up at the front. So they'll be out of that parking lot in the first, you know, five minutes after 12 noon when we roll out. Um, but for them to be out there, it's really healing for them to understand so many people have their backs and still support them. Um, there's hundreds of them, of, of these gold star mothers in particular and gold stars wives who we've met and just hear what it means to them. And then they've been saying, I have them call me late at night telling me how important this is that we don't give up and that we, and how much it means to them and their families that we continue to roll for them and for those, those loved ones as they continue trying to find that closure. Outstanding. Joe Chanelli, Executive Director of AMVETS, an incredible veteran service organization. And uh, you can find out more about Rolling to Remember at rollingtoremember.com. Always good to hear from you, brother, man. Uh, keep the rubber side down, the shiny side up, and uh, have yourself one hell of a great Memorial Day weekend. And I know you will with honor and uh, reverence, my man. Thank you, Phil. God bless. Hope to see you out there. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.